on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. You are listening to the girls around town here on Radio Newark this morning, and our guest Cindy Core is now in the studio with us, and Rosalind is going to chat to her. Over to you, girls. Thank you very much, and welcome, Cindy. Thank you very much. Hi. Good morning to you. Have you been to the studio before? I haven't. No, this is my first time. <laughs> right. It was such an extensive tour, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to find the place. <laughs> For anybody who'd like to ring in, um, you know, uh, the studio is, um, shall we say Bijou? But um, yes. we have a very and, warm and heart. hidden. Yeah. So <laughs> it is purpose built, though. It, absolutely. Yeah, no, yes. That's great. It's brilliant. Great. So, welcome, Cindy. Thank you. And we chatted a little bit, June and I, before you came in about your um, company, your coaching um, challenge perceptions of beauty mm-hmm. uh, or challenging perceptions of beauty. So, why do you feel you need to challenge perceptions of beauty and why did you you know come to create your company mm. well if i tell you a little bit about my background and a little bit about the story in terms of how it actually created so my background's in corporate marketing in the beauty industry and i worked for a multinational for 13 years so i really got to understand you know, the, the what goes on behind the scenes in the beauty industry so i was um international marketing manager where we took some retail brands and beauty brands over to the far east and to europe and to the us so i got to see what was influencing people's perceptions of beauty nationally um, I w- worked in market development, so we were looking at insights and opportunities for some of the key beauty brands in the UK. Um, I worked on a teenage brand, so we did some research into why youngsters feel the need to wear makeup and you know their, their perceptions of beauty and self-esteem as they're growing up. And then finally, I was global trends um, manager for beauty for the for the organisation. So I got to work with celebrity makeup artists, trends prediction agencies, go off into different countries. And um, it was fantastic, but there was always this little niggle in the pit of my stomach about some of the messages that were put it, we were putting out, and not just in terms of the company, but in terms of the industry. And um, when we went overseas, we were told, for example, that skincare products wouldn't be credible unless we actually produced some skin whitening products. That was only in the news last week, actually. Was it? Yes, yeah, it was on, yeah. Um, Radio 2 and you know because they were talking about that they're now um, well banning them I think in the UK because yeah. they contain mercury many of them absolutely absolutely and you know and, and then the damage that they do to your self-esteem in terms of the messages that you're not good enough if you don't look a certain way mm. and um, in Japan they were the number one cosmetic surgery was double eyelid surgery and um, again so you know if you have western eyelids you're more likely to get a job or a or a partner so there's some real challenges here in terms of the messages that were coming out and that wasn't sitting easy with you because you've already named some examples of one culture's trying to be white <laughs> other cultures you know i remember back in yeah. the 90s of trying to get tans you know so we're all trying to be something we're not absolutely Welcome back. It's Sunday morning. You're listening to Radio Newark, Girls Around Town, with myself, Rosalind Palmer. I've now taken the controls, and June Rowlands, and our guest, Cindy Core. And just a reminder, you can ring us on 01636 678 033, because I'm sure there's lots of you out there, men and women, women perhaps 
even more so today, for whom some of these conversations are going to really, you know, trigger a response in you because so often we've all been under that pressure of how to look beautiful, how to look perfect. And Cindy, back to you, you were talking about really what had taken you from being um, in marketing for top level um, beauty products and really understanding what made people tick. And my background is marketing and they talk about deepening the wound, find out what people mm. want and give them more of it or make them think that they want more of it. And this started to really not sit well with you is that right that's right you know it's almost as if it's it was almost like an abusive relationship where you know we'll tell you what's wrong with you and then we'll sell you the products to fix you but actually we don't need fixing and I think that one of the big triggers for me was when the trends prediction agency came over from the US and they said I mean, I mean we're talking about 15 but 15 18 years ago now that cosmetic surgery which was originally only available to the A-listers is going to be available to everyday women. And I remember thinking, so basically a woman can go into a cosmetic surgeon and say, I want her lips, her eyes, her ears, her nose, her chin, and have it all put together in this so-called, um, you know, perfection. And that's okay, it's her face, you know, it's not my place to, to judge that. But I thought, when she has a daughter who grows up looking nothing like her, what kind of messages are we passing on about what beauty is? And I thought, you know, we're the first generation that's got access to being able to manipulate our features, but with that comes responsibility. Absolutely, and, and we mentioned that earlier. I mean, I myself have a lot of um, crowns because when I was a child, um, when I was a baby actually, my lungs collapsed and I was given uh, an antibiotic called tetracycline for many years and it made my teeth come through very discoloured and I was horribly bullied at school. And when I was offered the opportunity, starting at 15 years of age to have my teeth crowned I jumped at it and actually for me it changed my life in a really good way because mm. I went from being the shy bullied girl in the corner to you know having a lot of confidence so I'm all for things that really you know maybe address something that's really hurting you or damaging you but where do you stop? I totally agree so if for example you've broken your nose in an accident or you know um, in a crash or something and you want to fix that or like you know saying with your teeth that's something specific it's when you start saying okay what my nose done then my cheeks done then my bottom done then my boobs done and it, the, at what point mm. exactly where do you stop and what's actually driving it is the problem actually with your physical body or is it with your perception of yourself so this is what prompted you to move into what you do now is that correct tell absolutely. me absolutely yeah so um, after 13 years in the industry I had the opportunity to take redundancy and I thought I really want to deepen my understanding of the effect that the beauty industry and the messages has on women on the other side. So I retrained for a year to become a, to become a life coach. I went to London um, to become a makeup artist. I started working with women on the other side of the industry. And um, what I found there was what led me to set up Challenging Perceptions of Beauty and my Behind the, the Mask programme. And how long ago was that? Um, I qualified as a coach in 2005 and Challenging Perceptions of Beauty was set up in 2012. Excellent. So you really came from this incredibly heartfelt place. Absolutely. You did the right training. Yeah. And so who is your go-to target customer then? Okay, so it's women who look successful on the outside but feel there's something missing on the inside. 
Um, it's women who are feeling that they're living up to other people's expectations. It's women who have been through redundancy, divorce, illness, something that's knocked them. And they're starting to question where their life's going. <laughs> you do realise you just described me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and me. Basically. <laughs> A few uh, years ago. <laughs> basically, you just described um, the former me, um, which is why, you know, my, my book that's coming out is all about that. And I like to talk about that woman as burnt out Barbara, but we know the pain behind that. So now we're talking back again with Cindy Core, who's our guest this morning on Girls Around Town Radio Newark. Welcome back. I'm Rosalind Palmer. I'm back behind the controls. And yeah, we, we go through life only with ourselves, don't we, Cindy? And so we want to be the best and happiest versions of ourselves we can be. And you've alluded to the fact that often because of pressures on society and expectations that many of us don't feel good enough we want to change how we look and we want to wear a mask tell me more about the masks and and wearing a mask and how you help women be the authentic self and come out from behind that mask cindy okay so why do we wear masks um normally it's either because we feel disconnected from who we are or we feel that who we are isn't good enough and if you think about it, as humans, we're social animals, and so we need to belong. And what the mask does is it helps us to belong to different tribes. The problem is that, um, I mean, it, it, and, it can, and it can be good and it can be bad. So in terms of being good, it can help us with things like interviews. You know, if we go for a job interview, it can show that we can wear a mask and take on the personality of the brand to project that you know so, so, so that's that's good and look the part and look the yeah, part absolutely exactly. you know depending on which industry you're working in. Yes. so with you know working in the beauty industry that was something that was really key of course um it can be a temporary cover for how we feel so i'm going to be totally honest and say that i'm wearing a bit of a mask today so i've got some stuff going on in my life which is really really challenging so i've put on some makeup brushed my hair you know come come in here and basically i'm talking all about this stuff but I'm very aware that when I go home, I need to practice some really intense self-care. So it's all about balance. It's about being aware. aware. So I'll be going home, um, going for a walk, making sure I get some sleep. And, and, and that's okay. There was another time when I used a mask was a few, year, a few years ago, my mum passed away. And I went through some really deep grief. And after a few months, I thought, you know, what? I need a break from this grief. I really need this break. And a friend said, do you want to come out? There's a few of us going out. And it was somebody who didn't know me very well. So again, I put on my makeup, put on my clothes, went out, let my hair down, um, had a laugh, came back home, took the makeup off and broke down again. So it can be a really helpful tool. It can help you maybe push through something short term. That's what absolutely, you're saying. Absolutely. And, and be accepted. And of course, that's incredibly important. I mean, the reason that children get bullied at school or the way mm. in which children do get bullied at school is that you know the other kids will single them out for being different and of course it's ridiculous because at one school somebody might be singled out because they've got dark hair and another school they're being singled out because they have blonde hair but it's that thing of 
they're different they're not like us isn't it it's that tribal behavior um but yes sometimes you do have to get suited and booted and kind of you know you know when you're ill sometimes mm. and you finally get to that day where you're so fed up with wearing your pajamas Absolutely. and you get up and you you have a shower and you change your bedding and you you put your clothes on and you go outside and have a walk and actually you feel a lot better don't you yeah. but it's i suppose I suppose the trick is knowing when to when to do that and when not to do that. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when, when it becomes harmful is when you're wearing it all the time. And, um, you know, you're talking about individuality. Your true power lies in your individuality and in your difference, yet that's what we try to hide from other people in order to conform, in order to fit in, in order to get approval. And... Um, Trying to be somebody that we're not drains our energy. So if you imagine you're in a pool and you've got a float and you're trying to push it down underwater for a little while, you know, a couple of minutes, you can do it. But after a while, it becomes really, really draining. Mm. And that's what we're doing with ourselves. When we wear a mask all the time, we're actually pushing ourselves down and hiding. And it's almost easier to be who we really are, just to let go, let that float pop back up again. Yeah, my mum always used to say, true to thy own self, be thou. I think part of the problem is, and I know from my own story that obviously I tell, and I'm I'm telling in my new book, um, when you have to wear that mask a lot, because, you know, I was in that world, I was in Mm. the world of PR and running a PR agency, you you start to actually get a disconnect with who you really are. I mean, I, I cite in my book that film, The Runaway Bride with Julia Roberts, and there's a scene where she's run away from the altar yet again, and the guy who's the reporter paid by Richard Gere asks her how she likes her eggs there in a cafe somewhere and she doesn't know Mm. because she's always pleased her fiance or pleased somebody oh they like scrambled eggs I'll have scrambled eggs and so she has this enormous realization over eggs that she doesn't truly know what she wants what Mm. she likes doesn't she say how do you like yours yes exactly Yes, yeah, and I yeah. think that's what happens, and particularly a lot with women, because we often are taught to be people pleasers. Absolutely. That actually we should please other people yeah. by, by that, and then you, you can lose yourself in that. Yeah, well, the mask shows up in different ways. So you have you know, the nice one, which is the people pleaser, the person who always does what other people expect, always fits in, but underneath they're suffering. Yes. You know, they can become a doormat, but actually they, become, they can also be very resentful. And that negative emotion can really damage them in the long term. Yeah, and spill out into dis-ease, which actually can be disease. Absolutely. Um, and anger and all sorts. And again, uh, you know, been there, had those badges, wouldn't advocate them again. <laughs> Although we were talking um, while the last record was playing about beauty and that I'm, I'm running a kind of one-woman campaign now that if something says age-defying or, you know, anti-aging, I'm boycotting it because actually aging is a privilege and having had cancer and thinking will I see next year um, you know, the alternative doesn't bear thinking about and um, I think women of a certain age and I classify myself as one of those um, we're stepping into our wisdom our middle youth and the privilege of aging and I don't want to be made to feel that, that that's a bad thing I totally agree I mean just three years ago I was talking at an an industry conference 
about the backlash against anti-aging messages which is coming and we're just seeing it filtering through and like you know you, you're saying aging is a privilege denied to many so why be scared of it embrace it so if this is triggering thoughts at home and you'd like to ask Cindy anything I'm going to go on to really ask practically about how she helps coach women helps coach people um, with all her wonderful skills and heartfelt advice you're listening to Radio Newark Girls Around Town with June Rollins and myself, Rosalind Palmer. And we're back in the studio with our really heartfelt and wonderful guests, Cindy Core. And Cindy's been talking about challenging perceptions of beauty. And we've been talking about the mask. So perhaps you could tell our listeners, because I'm sure they're really fascinated about this, how do you help those people you work with through your wonderful coaching work, Cindy, to take that mask off, to be their authentic selves? Well, we always started off with an informal conversation. Um, Coaching isn't right for everybody, and this programme is pretty powerful, and you've got to be at the right stage and in the right mindset for it. It's not something for people who just want to come out of curiosity. You know, it's somebody who really wants to shift and make a change. So we have um, an informal um, chat where they can ask me questions about the programme. I can ask them questions. And also, it gives them a chance to see what it's like to, to, you know, to work with me. Because I think when you're going into something like this, you really need to make sure you're working with somebody that you connect with and that you trust at quite a deep level. Um... Then we have 10 sessions over normally about four months where we start off looking at where are you now in your life? What do you want to achieve? And then we go into getting to know you at a really, really deep level. So, you know, we're talking about the mask, how we've become disconnected. It's about bringing you back home to you and putting a stake in the ground and saying, what are your values? Who are you? How do you see the world? What's important to you? And, you know, we hear about values all the time. We've got social values, company values, family values. But as individuals, we have our own unique set of values that make us who we are. And when we're working in alignment with those, we feel happy. When we're out of alignment, we feel stressed, no matter how high up the chain we go, how much money we've got, how, how fancy our cars are. If we're disconnected from who we are, then that's not going to work for us. And when you, when you talk about values particularly if people are listening and, you know, it sounds like a big word to them. What, you're really talking about what you will and won't accept in your life, what you think's yeah. right, what you think's wrong, but also you think it for you, maybe, because sometimes we inherit them, don't we? You know, you mm. like, uh, money's a very good one. You know, our parents said, oh, money was the root of all evil, and then you're trying to be a bank manager. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. It can make your life very uncomfortable. So is, is that what you mean by that? Um, it, it is. So that goes into beliefs as well. So with, with values, we're looking at, you know, so in, individuals have, have different values. So just to give you a very um, simple example, I've got values which are around um, integrity, trust, authenticity, but also fun, adventure, risk. So when somebody tries to, me, tries to put me in a box, I rebel. I've got a sister who is very much around... Um, she needs to be in control. She needs predictability because that gives her security. So she can't understand why I've got a job where I don't know month by month how much money I'm going to have. She needs to be able to plan it down to the pa- the, the penny. I'm just looking at June here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring June in at this moment. Yes, I, am, I am the world's um, most 
anal planner <laughs> I really am you know everything in my life is ruled by lists um, I wouldn't say that I need to because I, I freelance so obviously I came from a, a a proper job with, with, like you say, a fixed income or, or a, a known income or whatever. That is not the case now, but it, it and it does make me uncomfortable sometimes. But everything else about my life has to be ruled by the list, the list, or, or the many lists, actually. Yeah, which is why she's so, so brilliant to work with. Because exactly. we always know it'll all be done. <laughs> yes, you you need that that kind you of do. Um, balance sometimes, don't you? I, I you do. When you talk about your sister. You're talking about kindy. Yes. No, 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 it's, oh. it's, it's another sister. Oh, right. yeah. it's, it's I've, just I've got that I know two. Tina knows Kindy. When Tina was on, uh, in, on the show last week, she was talking about your, that sister. Oh, right, okay, um, yeah. But, um, yes, yeah, you need people to... Um, What's, what's the word I'm looking balance for? Each balance each other out. To yeah. Complement each other. Absolutely. Yeah. So in when a I relationship, especially sometimes, it's yes, know, very got, true. If, if you're too different, maybe it won't work, but sometimes those differences make a, make a difference. You know, they, they help, don't they? Absolutely. Yes. And, and if you think it work as well, in a team, I mean, I talk about Doris and, Ang- um, and sorry, Dorothy and Angus. So Angus is very much about predictability, about control, about, um, you know, it's, uh, lists. And Dorothy is about the creativity, about the adventure, about the creativity. And so if you give them both a task to do, they'll do it in completely mm. different ways. Mm. So if you said, go overseas and, um, you know, do, do this project, Dorothy would just turn up at the airport with a backpack, <laughs> look at when, the, where, where, where's the next flight going to, right, okay, and I'll sort out yeah, where I'm going to go there. at the airport. Absolutely, yeah, I'm sort out somewhere to, to live when she gets there. Whereas um, Angus is very much, I need to know where I'm going, how I'm going, why I'm going, um, what, what's going to happen when I get there. And so it's about saying, you know, what, what's the end goal that you're trying to get to and allow people to get there in different ways. So, and, and, and there's nothing to say that one way is right and one absolutely. is wrong. You know, absolutely. They but, could both end up with the same... Outcome. Good outcome. Yes, yes. And, and the key here with values is understanding that people are different and you don't have to do things the way everybody else does. Yes, and finding your own, like like we've yeah. said, because often when you grow up, obviously you live mm-hmm. in a family and there's a kind of a rule in that family and then you go out into the world and as we've said, it depends what tribe you join then, what job yeah. maybe you go into, what mm-hmm. clearly if you join the armed forces or something, you know, you're going to have to be led by quite a lot of rules, you know, Absolutely. and thank- we're all thankful for that. Mm-hmm. But if you go into a very creative industry, mm-hmm. um, you're going to tap into that. So how on this process mm. do you help and i think we'll we'll have a a listen to um yeah i think this is very apt we're going to go to abba in a moment sos because <laughs> there might be people listening here going i hear this this is me help yeah. me how would you get me to know my values and bring me out of you know things that aren't working to me to mm. a happier place Sunday morning, Radio New York Girls Around Town with myself, Rosalind Palmer. We have June Rollins in the studio and our wonderful guest, Cindy Core, who's talking about beauty really being much more than skin deep. And you're talking about people's values and how you work with them. And we were getting to the point of finding out when people go in this process with you, how, how do they really find out about what makes them tick and who they are and their values? So I've got a way of asking questions that get them to go into their subconscious mind and bring out stuff that they might not have known was there or that is so obvious that they just take it for granted. 
So um, we normally have a couple of sessions on values where we get to know you really, really deeply. And then you can use that as a stake in the ground. So when you're making big decisions, the only question you have to ask yourself is, if I do this, is this taking me towards my values or away from them? And then we look at your belief system. So, you know, you're talking about uh, being in families, being um, with friends, being in different circumstances. What, you know, where, where have your beliefs come from? What are they? Are they empowering you to go for your dreams or are they holding you back? And again, we look at your beliefs around relationships, about um, your, your, your career, around yourself, around life, around money, around trust. And then we look at your relationship with yourself. So are you a friend to yourself or mm. do you, have you got a big stick that you beat yourself up with? Because if you're on your own side, it makes life so much easier. Oh, yeah. The, the, the dialogue inside some people's heads is so awful and disempowering. I mean, if we spoke to our friends the way we speak to ourselves, we wouldn't have any friends. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no. and, and it's just flushing, but they become habits. It's like the gremlin that's sitting on your shoulder and it's running this commentary. And it's, you know, it's like if somebody was in your house talking to you like that, you'd boot them out. You would. You know, so, <laughs> so it's about really getting, and what we tried, it sounds really, really serious, but I always make it fun. It's about saying when you're having fun, you're learning. So once you've got, um, you know, we've been through this, this, this basis, or what we'll call this foundation, themes start coming up around um, what's pertinent to you. And then we focus really like a laser on some of that and flush some of your you know, your old stuff out and start creating this new life for yourself and i suppose what you're doing and obviously i've not been through your coaching program but it's mm. not dissimilar to some of the things i do with my own hypnotherapy clients and coaching clients once you recognize what those beliefs are that are kind of directing you it's almost like you know you're driving that car mm. you can then go do i want to drive that car anymore mm. uh is that car working for me or the way i'm driving it working for me no i'm driving it with the handbrake on or i don't like it so you can then start to to really create your own direction would that be right absolutely and you know so you're, you're like you say you're in the car you're in the driving seat rather than a passenger and you can decide you can look at the road where you're heading at the moment and say is that the destination i want and if not, where do I want to go and how do I make the adjustments? And it's not as if you're going from one person to completely being a different person. It's, it's, it's about taking off the mask, getting to know yourself slowly, making these adjustments, taking little steps. Taking ownership, isn't taking it? Ownership, taking ownership, yeah. Taking the control yeah, back. Yeah. Because your beliefs are yours to have. And, and actually... Yeah. Other beliefs are available. Exactly. <laughs> other, other values are available. You know, just because you grew up somewhere and people said to you, you know, this is true. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my, you know, I, I've, I love my mother. She, she's not been with us for a long time. But I do remember when I first got married, she said, dear, about seven o'clock every evening, just freshen yourself up. <laughs> And I always remember that. And then when I was like doing, you know, like 20 hour days and it would be seven o'clock and I had kids and you'd be thinking, if I can just get through the next hour alive, it'll be good. <laughs> Those words used to be in my head. And I, I'll be honest, I didn't always do it. <laughs> exactly. But did, have I got time just to yeah. um, something very, very quickly on, on beliefs? There's um, a story about a lady who she used to buy a ham and put it in the oven at Christmas and she always used to chop both sides off. And she thought, her husband said one day, why do you do that? And she said, oh, because my mother does it. So she phoned up her mum and said, mum, why do we always chop the, the ends of a ham? And she said, because that's what grandmother used to do. 
And they phoned her up and said, so why do we do that? And she said, oh, because our oven was too small and the ham wouldn't fit in. So sometimes we don't even know why we do it. We just are all, all, all automatic pilot and we just do it. And we don't have that small oven anymore. Absolutely. I, I love that. I think more than any story, that really gets that point across, doesn't it, June? That's <laughs> brilliant. And the thing is, when you, when you sort of start questioning all this and you get to know yourself, get to know, like and trust yourself, you don't need approval from other people. And that just lifts that lid off, the ceiling off. And um, you can go off and do things that you never thought you were capable of. Some of the stuff I'm doing now, you know, going on to international um, stages and talking to the beauty industry. When I was an international marketing manager, I couldn't talk to my own team because I was petrified of public speaking and I cared what people thought about me. And now I'm a case of, well, think what you want, take what works, t- you know, leave what doesn't. It's very liberating. Oh, isn't it's it? fantastic. And when I see my clients going through the same thing in a fairly short amount of time, it's brilliant. Brilliant. I can remember when I was in PR and I didn't used to have much time for shopping and I I lived in West Hampstead near Kilburn and I went down to Kilburn one day and they had a pound shop and I remember going in and thinking, oh, so exciting. I can buy all these things for a pound, you know, because I'd I'd been living in a slightly different world and actually I found it kind of liberating, I'll be honest with you, (laughs) because it was different and I realised it was available to me and maybe I hadn't thought that way. So... I think what we're talking about, in fact, I know what we're talking about, is about meeting your authentic you, Mm. about finding out who you are. So for anybody listening this morning who hasn't felt that they haven't met their authentic self yet or that they've been so busy wearing a mask, you know, being a wife, a mother, the perfect employee that you're at work and maybe you're a man and you have to always fully look strong, um, we're here to tell you that that's not always the case and you can actually meet your authentic self and Cindy Core, my guest here today on Girls Around Town, I'm Roslyn Palmer, she's going to talk about a couple of examples with actual clients and how she's helped them on that journey okay so um obviously you know we have to respect clients confidentiality so i won't give too much detail but just the kind of things that they come to me with and where they end up so i've had somebody who came to me she was like the the doormat for her company again a a people pleaser wanting to be liked and within three years she was part of the senior management team in another agency and the only thing that changed was her perception of herself and what she deserved. When, when we, uh, what we give out to other people, how we treat ourselves, tells other people how we deserve to be treated. So if you're not happy with how you're being treated, it's about, you know, it's about treating yourself well first. But people who have had, um, found it hard to trust in relationships, who within two years have been married with children. People, um, I work with a lot of women from the corporate world who have come out, either they're, they're struggling with the imposter syndrome where outwardly they're really successful but still feel there's something missing on the inside. Hello, hands up. <laughs> I was her as well. I was her as well. Oh, yes. Um, and a lot of them have actually left the corporate world and they're now setting up their own businesses, which are floundering a little bit because they haven't got the big brand to hide behind and all of a sudden mm. you've got to create your own brand. So I guess, you know, with the coaching work and the marketing background, it's about saying, okay, so rather than trying to create a brand... Who are you? What mm. do you bring to the party? Mm. And so many times I say to them, so, you know, why is it, what is it your customers love about you? And they say, well, it's me. Okay, so that's your brand. So how do we bring that out? Um, and, you know, I've had clients who have come who've really been struggling. And again, just within a few months, they've completely turned their business around. And it's not because suddenly they've become 
a different person, but it's because they've taken off their masks. I think when we take our masks off, we make ourselves vulnerable. When we make ourselves vulnerable, we allow other people to make themselves vulnerable. And that's where the true connection happens. And that's where the magic happens. That is so true. And that took me a long time to, to realise. And it takes quite a lot of guts, actually, to do it. It does. Um, but it is worth it. It absolutely is worth that journey. And I think it's really interesting for people listening that, you know, whatever level you're at in your life, in your job, you know, you might be on the factory floor and you might be looking at the supervisors who are a bit more suited and booted and look like they know that it's all going on. But we're all human underneath. And even if they're doing a good impersonation of somebody who's really got it all together, you know, often they, they really have a lot of self-doubt. I mean, I work with a lot of very top business people and you know the minute they walk through my door you know they the tears start and they let those masks down and and of course it's it's also it's difficult it can be difficult at whatever level so we just want mm. to really give people joy back don't we mm. and so we're going to talk um, about how people can get hold of you in a moment okay. and we're going to have another song and we were talking about this wonderful wonderful group beautiful south and you were mentioning that you'd even met paul heaton i think back in his house martin days that's right yes and they are a great band because a lot of their songs really do talk about the mask and about being your authentic self so again perfectly apt um stay tuned girls around town for the beautiful south and song for whoever and whoever you are we want you to be the happiest version of you we- 